Welcome to the Moms Who Create podcast with me, Kelly Heil. In this podcast, I'll be interviewing incredible creatives who are also moms. Motherhood doesn't mean we have to stop making art or stop writing our books. It means that now we have new tiny fans rooting us on. Join me in conversation about doing what we love alongside raising the ones we love. I'm an artist, self-published author, and mom of two daughters. So grab a cup of coffee and let's get talking. This is Moms Who Create, the art of motherhood. It's important to just do that act of like carving out that time for creative lives, even if it's just 20 minutes, because it's like every time you do that, you're saying to yourself and to your family that this act you're doing is important. Like this matters, you matter, your internal life, separate from being a wife, separate from being a mom, like that's really important and that that matters. So it's like, even if it's just 20 minutes that you're carving out, when you do it day after day after day, it's like you're affirming yourself. Hi everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Moms Who Create podcast. It's me again, Kelly. And this week I am talking to such a wonderful mom and absolutely phenomenal writer, Dallas Woodburn. Dallas is the award-winning author of the novels. Thanks Carissa for ruining my life and the best week that never happened, as well as the short story collections, how to make paper when the world is ending and woman running late in a dress. She is also a book doula passionate about helping women give birth to the books inside them through her six-month mentorship program, Thriving Authors Academy. She's a former John Steinbeck Fellow in Creative Writing, and her work has been honored with the Cypress and Pine Short Fiction Award, also the International Glass Woman Prize, and four Pushcart Prize nominations. She hosts the Book Lovers Podcast, Overflowing Bookshelves, and unapologetically, bakes pumpkin spice everything all year long. (laughs) And as an autumn enthusiast here, I feel and love that. Dallas lives in the San Francisco Bay area with her husband and three-year-old daughter. I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Dallas, it's so awesome to meet you. Thanks so much for being on my podcast today. You are pretty awesome. I was looking at all your stuff online. I uh, stalked your LinkedIn and did all of those things. And you've done a lot. You do a lot. And you wear a lot of hats. So I'm excited for you to talk to everybody today about what you do and just give some moms some inspiration on living their best life. So uh, yeah. So Dallas, how are you? How are you today? I'm great. Yeah. It's a beautiful day here where I live and I'm excited to be talking with you. Thanks for having me on. I know you are a wife, mom, book coach, podcast host, best-selling author. I'm sure you have a Wonder Woman costume in your closet (laughs) as well. I just haven't seen that yet, (laughs) but just you in general, just introduce yourself to the listeners. Yes. Yeah. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I love to write for as long as I can remember, always wanted to tell stories and be an author. Um, like I'm sure many of you listening, I just gobbled up books as a girl, um, always loved reading. And I think I almost had a little bit of a sneak peek into life as an author. Um, because my dad is actually a writer. He's um, a journalist and an author. And so I would see him writing often at our kitchen table at home. So I think I was just always aware that like the books that I love to read 
they didn't just magically appear at the library, you know, that someone out there actually like took the time to write them. So I just thought that would be the most magical job ever. Um, and I still feel that way. It, it is so just so magical to get to have a world inside of our heads that we're able to get onto the page and then share with other people. So I just feel so lucky. I've spent a long time, like just slowly, slowly building my knowledge, building my um, experience. What is not mentioned in my bio is all of the finished, but as yet unpublished manuscripts, you know, on my desktop. So just anyone listening who is kind of in the thick of it or still, um, you know, chasing dreams, like I still have dreams I'm chasing too, but just, um, that you're not alone. Like for every, every book that you see on the bookstore shelf, I'm sure that author has a lot of other projects, you know, that, that didn't quite make it or that we're learning, um, processes for them. So, um, yeah, so I'm so happy, like hearing you talk about, you know, my bio now, I really do feel like I'm living my dream and I'm so grateful to be here. Um, but it took a long time to get here too. Mm Things like this don't magically happen overnight, right? You can see authors or especially moms that do authors, you know, like, how do they, how do they do that? Look at their books. They have out their hair is brushed and they have like published books. There's no way, like, how do they do that? And you, you kind of think that it just happens overnight or, oh, they're lucky, you know, or how do they do that? But like, takes a while to do this stuff. It takes perseverance. It takes stick-to-itiveness, but it can happen. Anything can happen. You can like pretty much do anything you want. You just have to work really hard and keep going because you'll, you'll stop once you know it's hard, especially like getting a book published, whether it's traditionally or self-publishing a book, like it's a journey, but once you do it, it's like, Hey, look what I did. (laughs) I love what you were saying about perseverance too. I think that really Mm -hmm. is so important. And just having that, just that belief in yourself that you're just going to keep, keep going, keep going. So that's cool that you had an inspiration from your dad. You said he's a writer. Is he still a writer now? He is. Yep. He's, um, a general interest columnist for my hometown newspaper. Um, and he also writes books too. So it's also just fun to have someone to talk with you know, mm-hmm. talk about writing with, he's always been just my biggest cheerleader, my biggest fan. So I feel really, really fortunate just to have grown up with, with that, um, with him as a role model. It's really, really cool that that's in the family. So your books, how many books do you have out right now? So let's see, I have, um, two novels. My second novel just came out in February and I have, um, one short story collection and I, my next short story collection is coming out in June. So, um, 2022 has been, is going to be a big year. That's exciting. Awesome. Okay. So do you do young adult novels? Is that what they are? Okay. I was looking through all your stuff. I haven't bought your books yet, but I was looking through and I was like, Oh, okay. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get that. Oh, this is like, this is cool. And I saw you had one coming out. So can you just like, tell us about, the plot of your books, just kind of give everybody a sneak peek. Yes, I would love to. So, um, the book that just recently came out in February, it's called thanks Carissa for ruining my life. It's a young adult, um, contemporary romance. And I like to describe it as if you know, the Taylor Swift song, you belong with me in book form, (laughs) or, um, I also like to describe it as the movie, Brittany runs a marathon meets, uh, the movie, some kind of wonderful. So, um, it's about it's YA. So my 
my characters are in high school and it uh, centers around um, two main characters that it shifts between their points of view, um, Brad and Rose. And the novel starts where Carissa has ruined both of their lives um, in different ways. She breaks up with Brad and she signs up her twin sister, Rosie, for this reality TV show. Um, And as the novel goes on, we see that perhaps there are ways that uh, by ruining their lives, Carissa might have also kind of started them on the path of new opportunities um, in ways that perhaps their lives weren't so ruined after all. So uh, that's mm-hmm. the one that just came out. And then my my debut young adult novel, it's called The Best Week That Never Happened. And it um, it's also a YA romance. It has a little bit of more uh, magic in it, magic and mystery. Um, Mm -hmm. It's set in Hawaii. It really centers around kind of like a theme or a question of um, just like making the most of, of every day that we're given. So I don't want to give too much away with that one because there's definitely a mystery there. Oh, those sound awesome. And they, the first one you mentioned, your new one coming out, it sounds like it could be a really good Netflix movie. (laughs) Oh, that's so sweet of you to say. That would be the dream. Wouldn't it? Yeah, I'll have to um, keep my eye out. I'll see it up there one day. It's like coming soon. I'll be like, no, <laughs> no way. This is awesome. <laughs> Did you have any inspiration behind your stories that you created, or you know, was it just these awesome characters and plots that you had in your head that you just wanted to put on paper? So, if you haven't heard, the Mom Secret Journal is here. I am so excited to share this with you all. I've created this journal for you to fill with your project ideas, whether you're a writer, artist, entrepreneur, musician, or just a creative of any kind. If you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee that this journal is for you. With over 100 blank pages to plan your dreams, here's a space for your creativity to take flight. Go to momsucreate.com slash journal for more information. Available now on Amazon. I I love this question. I feel like inspiration comes to all of us in such different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, I do usually start with character usually comes to me first. Just in general, I feel like I love when I'm reading, I really connect with character. And I think, yeah, with writing, those usually their voices um, will just kind of come to me first. For my novel, The Best Week That Never Happened, that was one of the first things I've written where um, the plot really came first, like the initial scene came to me. Yeah, and it is interesting too, the way that even when we're writing fiction, I think often we're kind of working through some things that we're going through in our real life, whether it's like current things we're processing or um, things from the past. And so definitely with both of my fiction, not at the time when I was writing it, I wasn't really aware of what I was kind of processing through. But after I finished the the books, I can sort of look back and say, oh, okay, that was sort of my journey that I was going through along with my characters, you know, as I was writing those, those fictional narratives. So I feel like writing, whether you're writing fiction or nonfiction or books or articles, um, I just think there's so much power there to, mm-hmm. to really know yourself and a lot of healing power. Um, I always tell the people that I work with writing their books that you are not the same person on page one as you are when you get to the end. Like writing is really a transformational process. And I've witnessed that in my own life um, so many times. And I love seeing it in the clients that I work with too. 
Oh, that's amazing. Oh, and speaking of that, you are also a book coach as well. Uh, So what do you do as a book coach? Tell us about that. Yes, it started off um, really organically where um, I studied writing in college and then in graduate school um, and got some writing fellowships. And so I had people asking me, you know, how, how do you write a book? Like people who had questions, they were, they always dreamed of writing a book and they just were so overwhelmed with not knowing where to start. And I realized that there's so much that I've sort of learned gradually over just years of studying writing in school. And also just through trial and error of, you know, just decades of like trying to forge a career as a writer myself that, um, I thought, you know, maybe I can kind of distill some of these lessons and things that I've learned. Like, what do I wish I could share with myself? years ago at the beginning of the process. And then the other big part of it is just really community. So I know, um, I don't know about you, Kelly, but well, this is what you're doing with this podcast is creating community. Like I just feel like trying to do something on my own is infinitely harder than when I feel like I'm, you know, chasing my dreams as part of a community of others, feeling like I'm supported, you know, feeling like I have that little bit of accountability, um, like I'm not alone. So that's what I've found in my own life that I've tried to create for myself. And so what I really want to create for my clients, for other people to have this sense of like, I'm not the only one who kind of is struggling in the middle of my book, or I'm not the only one who has imposter syndrome sometimes, or just a place for for people to to come through. So I think of myself as a book coach. I actually um, sometimes call myself a book doula. Um, I had a doula who helped me when I was giving birth to my daughter, you know, where it's like, I was still the one who had to give birth to her, but I had my doula there who was just Mm -hmm helping me. She was like the source of knowledge. She was my support system. She was like this calming presence, you know, cheering me on through the process. So I feel like there are a lot of ways that writing a book and publishing a book is kind of like giving birth to this book. (laughs) Um, And so as someone's coach, I'm like their doula there, just helping them through that birth process and supporting them along the journey. I love that you think of it that way because whenever you create a book, you it it is kind of like your baby. So you're also a podcast host. I have this like checklist. Oh, actually, I do. I like literally have your thing here, the checklist of everything. <laughs> so you're a podcast host. What tell us about your podcast? Yes, my podcast is um, it's called Overflowing Bookshelves, and I interview author interview authors for every episode. Um, it started around the time of, um, about two years ago, like around the time when the pandemic hit. And I also had a young, a young daughter at home. So I was, even before the pandemic hit, I was going to, um, not as many sort of like book events or events in, in, at bookstores, just because I was staying home with her a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was really, we talked about community. I was really kind of missing that community. I just love talking with other writers and other creative people. I'm so always so curious, you know, different processes and things like that. And so also what you were talking about was sometimes jumping into something maybe before you totally feel ready or you don't Mm -hmm. really feel like you know what you're doing. I just always had this dream of, well, if I were to start a podcast, you know, what would it be? And I would kind of think about it and And then I just, I I just decided like, why don't I just try? Why don't I just try starting? I don't really feel like I know what I'm doing, but I know some authors that I can ask if I can interview them and let's just kind of see, see how it goes. So I really approached it with this sort of air of like experimentation just to sort of have fun. Um, and it's, it's just evolved from there. I, I just love it. I love talking to other authors. It's like a great excuse to kind of have a coffee chat with them. And, um, yeah, it's been like over 50 episodes now. So, um, just a really fun way to 
to, yeah, and be able to just rave about books that I have loved reading too. So celebrate other authors. And all the authors you get to meet doing that too. Has it maybe even personally helped you in your own journey of being an author? Yeah, that's such a, such an intuitive question. Um, because yeah, definitely. I think so. Um, I think along the journey for every book is different. So even though I've written books Mm -hmm. before, I definitely, I'm working on a book right now and there are times where I feel discouraged or I feel kind of stuck. And so, um, there are definitely been times where I'm, I'm taking notes as I'm interviewing someone, you know, cause something they say about their process, I'm like, Ooh, I need to try that or that will help me. Um, I'm working on a sequel right now and I've never done a sequel before. And I don't know if I would have um, embarked upon it if I hadn't talked to a, a guest a few months ago about when she decided to write a sequel to her book. And it kind of planted the seed mm-hmm. in my brain. So I do feel like um, just the, you know, kind of being part of the creative process with other people, like bouncing ideas back and forth, hearing about their journey. I just think it's all so interconnected. So yes, it's definitely mm-hmm. revitalized my creative life a lot too. Yeah. And you're a best-selling author. We can't forget that too. So congratulations on that, Dallas. You're incredible. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Now, everything that we've just discussed, you've done as a mom. So you have children at home. So to everybody listening that listens to her and everything she does and all this amazing things and how she's thriving in her writing life, she does have kids. So, you know, spoiler alert, it's possible to have kids and a writing career. So tell us about your balance, balancing your life and your kids your writing, any other hobbies you have, you know, how do you balance it all together? And what would you tell another mom listening that wants this? Maybe they're like coveting it. Like, oh man, I want to write some books. I have this idea, but I'm just tired or I just feel like I'm just wiping butts all day. I've wiped my daughter's butt like so many times today. I'm like, I'm kind of right there with them. If you're listening and you've wiped a lot of butts today, me too. Let's just wash our hands and move on. <laughs> so anyway, Dallas, just tell us your balance. What's do you, how do you handle it all? We just made it through potty training with our daughter. So I definitely, I remember thinking I've never been so like conscious of another human beings, like bodily functions, you know, just following right. my daughter around. Um, yeah, I will share with you something that one of my, um, writer friends told me when I, was when I was about to become a mom and I was really excited, but also had all these questions about like, how is this going to change my life and also Mm -hmm. my creative life? And she said, you know, even if you can just write one sentence a day, like that is a victory. That is something to celebrate. That's like a huge win. And so it definitely was a shift. Like I think back to my writing life before becoming a mom and I just, I had so much more time. Yes. But I also think I, um, procrastinated more on like my most Mm -hmm. important projects. I think I was much more, I was much harder on myself. And I've also just, I've changed so much from becoming a mom and there are, uh, I think my writing is richer for it, um, you know, for that Mm -hmm. emotional experience. So I think like one, one piece of advice I would give is kind of like a mindset shift of just thinking about all the wisdom that you've gained from becoming a parent and being a mom. And just like, you have even more to say now, you know, than you Mm -hmm. ever did, like your stories matter so much. And, and then I guess the other piece of advice would be, um, I guess more like practical or, or time, time management would be just really trying to do it in, in little chunks. Um, so these days, 
I try to write for 20 to 30 minutes a day. Like that's a huge win for me. If I can get just that 20 or 30 minutes, which doesn't sound like very much. And I think there are some days where, um, if I wasn't part of community to have that encouragement and accountability, I might almost just write it off of like, Oh, it's just 20 minutes. How much can I actually get done in 20 minutes? Like, I'm just going to not do it today. But, um, but I've just been amazed by when I'm really consistent with it, how it does, it does add up. And also I think it's important from, it's important to just do that act of like carving out that time for creative lives, even if it's just 20 minutes. Cause it's like, every time you do that, you're saying to yourself and to your family that this act you're doing is important. Like this matters, you matter, your internal life separate from being a wife, separate from being a mom, like that's really important and that, that matters. So it's like, even if it's just 20 minutes that you're carving out, when you do it day after day after day, it's like you're affirming yourself every day when you do that. So for me, I really shifted the way I think about my writing from it used to be before becoming a mom. It was like one more thing on my to-do list, you know, to like check off. Whereas now I feel like it's sort of this, I don't know if I want to call it self-care or more. It's just like, it's something I do for me, right? It's like, I have so many things I have to do for other people in my life, but it's like, this is something I do for myself and I look forward to it. And it's just, and I guess just celebrating that win. Even if I just write one sentence, even if I spend my 20 minutes, like staring out the window, sort of thinking about my book, like that is a win that all, that all counts. And so I think as moms, we sometimes can be so hard on ourselves. Like we give our children so much grace. We don't always extend that grace to ourselves. Um, so I just encourage anyone listening, like to really try to break it down into small pieces and try to just give yourself that little bit of time every day to kind of like sit with yourself and sit with your creativity. Um, I just think that's so, so important. And just to celebrate every win with my program, with my book coaching clients, like every week we have a check-in and the first thing we do is we say, okay, what is a win you're celebrating from this week? And sometimes people will say, oh, I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything on my writing this week. And then if they think about it, a little more. They're like, Oh, actually I did that one thing or like, Oh, I, you know, I did that one. I guess maybe that would count. And it's like, we're so hard on ourselves. We often don't even recognize, um, the wins that we are, that we are accomplishing. So I just think that's so important to be, um, just be really gracious with yourself and celebrate yourself like along the way. Oh, that is so encouraging. Everything you just said, give yourself grace. You mentioned, which I really liked, how to not put what you want to do as like writing or creating art. Don't put that on like a checklist. Okay. I have to do the dishes, laundry. Oh, I got to put that 20 minutes in for writing. Cause then you think of it as like a chore mm-hmm. and it's not a chore. It's not something you have to get done. You have to think of it like, Oh, okay. I get those 20 minutes today to really go deep inside me and either think about a book or put some words down Keep it separate from everything else that you have to check off for your day. It's a good mind shift of how to think about the 20 minutes or the one sentence you get down on paper, not as a chore, but as something that you get to do and something to look forward to and something that's really exciting. Like with our children and with my daughter, like I see her creativity, um, emerge like so naturally in so many ways, like all throughout the day, like it's just such a natural part of being human. And we see it so much with kids, whether they're like making up a game or just, you know, my daughter, she's three and she will just 
make art with abandon and like so proud of every single art piece that she makes. And it's just been really interesting to kind of witness that and to think about the ways as we, as we, you know, grow into adulthood that just are, we become so much more critical of ourselves and our, our critical voices become stronger. And I think, you know, for kids, creativity is so easy. It's just like their way of being. And I think sometimes as adults, we almost, um, stifle our own like natural creative impulses. And just, so just a question for listeners to think about. I mean, I try to ask myself is like, how can I make this easier? How can I just sort of let this, like, what are some ways I can let my creativity flow out of me? Um, not something like you said that I have to force out of me, but just kind of like my natural, my natural wisdom, my natural impulses. I tell my clients all the time, like you have everything you need inside of you, like your wisdom, it's it's there. You know, you don't need someone else to tell you the answer is like, you have that inside of you and just almost like peeling back some of those, like unlearning some of those things, um, to take us back to childhood. I feel like another reason writing for me is self-care or affirming is it's like a way to kind of connect with my little girl self, you know, like that child inside of me that I think, um, it's just really beautiful. There's no other way in my life that I connect with her in that way. And maybe with you, Kelly, it's when you're painting. Um, but I, I just think that it's really magical, the power of creativity, um, to, to do that. And so if you're listening and you're feeling like, you're not good enough or your work is not enough. I just want to assure you that you are like, you are enough exactly as you are and your work is good enough and it's meaningful and like the world needs it. And just to trust, um, just to trust in that. Where can listeners find your books? Talk to you more about book coaching or you being their book doula, I mean, (laughs) Uh, but where can they find your books and connect with you online? I, um, I love Instagram. I'm on Instagram a lot. My, um, my handle there is Dallas Woodburn author. And I also have a free Facebook community, um, called book breakthrough community on Facebook. Like we were talking about trying to just like forge a community, um, where I give writing prompts and just like little bits of encouragement on there. Um, my website is dallaswoodburn.com and my books should be available everywhere. (laughs) You get your books. Um, and I would just love, I love, um, you know, connecting with other creative people. I love hearing from readers. I love doing like virtual book club visits. Please reach out. I would love to hear from you. Thank you, Dallas. You're amazing. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Kelly. You're amazing. Such a pleasure. (laughs) Connect with me on Instagram at moms who create podcast. Thanks for listening. See you next week.